our special guest, bracket analyst of the day. Last year, he was the ACC Coach of the Year. He's been around a long time, and believe it or not, he's still only 40 years old. Josh Pastner of Georgia Tech, welcome back to the David Glenn Show. How are you? Hey, David. I'm doing well, my friend. I appreciate you having back on. I, you know, it's, it was nice to hold that ACC Coach of the Year title for, for a year, but uh, that has been now pushed over to Tony Bennett. So uh, we'll, we'll have to have another good year to uh, – next year to uh to try to get that back but but you know it's interesting it's it's almost in the ACC you need to be picked low going in the year and then right. overachieving those expectations to give you the best chance cuz i saw on this thing there were like Mike Shashevsky and Roy Williams like they won it like a total in all their time like maybe three <laughs> three three times or four times total which is you know kind of a interesting fact but yeah, and, uh, but anyway they don't need any extra help they don't need any extra help anyway so. at some point you're right it does not pass the smell test that hall of fame coaches can go like a decade without a winning without ever winning the coach of the they year award but, but i will say in, in their in, in in everyone else's defense they don't need any extra uh, help on that or, or or any extra publicity good point coach i love so many parts of your personal story and and i don't know how many of our listeners know all of these but you want you knew you wanted to be a basketball coach as early as elementary school but by 13 years old, you were already writing basketball scouting reports and having them published. I remember you as a really young head coach at Memphis, only 31 years old. I have to know, given those deep hoops roots, when do you remember the first time filling out an NCAA tournament bracket? Was that like right out of the womb for you or what? Well, no, I remember I remember doing those in your in elementary school. You know, it was really interesting as I remember vividly in in middle school and elementary school and 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 start of high school like watching you know, Mike Shashevsky coach, watching Jim Beheim coach, watching um you know, Roy Williams and then you know, I'm in the same league with these guys, you know, coaching against them in the sideline and, and, um, or playing when I remember when I was playing in AAU ball and these guys are there watching the games or, uh, you know, when I was coaching in, in, in summer basketball. So it's just a, a real interesting time period when you're, when you're able to, uh, coach against guys, you know, when you're back in elementary school, watching them on television, I'd also tell you that, that when you're talking about the bracket and March Madness and everything else, you know, it's it's interesting that there's been a lot of discussion and talk about college basketball, obviously with all the stuff. And yeah. but but I, I but I would tell you this on a guy that's op, that's an optimist, that's the glass is overflowing type of outlook. I, I still think the game's as healthy as as it's ever been. Yeah, are there things? Are there just you know issues or stuff that that gradually goes as we move along and in, in you know, in, 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 as each year goes by, and 2018 is different than 1988 or 1968 in college athletics. It's just I do think the game is as healthy as it's ever been as in terms of fan excitement. People are interested. Look at March Badness. I mean, look at the, yesterday and today and tomorrow and Sunday and next week. I mean, people are going to be tuned in. Arenas are sold out. People are excited, filling out brackets. I mean, uh, you know, and I don't know if you would agree with that. I know there's oh, yeah. stuff, you know, but I still think the game is as healthy. I know a lot of people are talking a lot of the negative parts, but I still believe the game is as healthy as, it, as it's ever been. Coach, I-, I love your glass overfloweth personality and approach. I've always said this. If your wife drives you crazy 10% of the time, you should not only not panic, 
you should celebrate that 90% yeah. of the time you're getting along great. Or if your boss or your company is driving you nuts and they're unfair and they don't respect you enough 10% of the time, I remind my own staff, hey, man, let's not lose sight of the 90%. Otherwise, we're missing the forest for the trees. So right. I, I respect that approach by you. With that in mind, and, and I, I really invited John to pick your basketball brain, but I'll ask you a half personal question. I have no desire to dive into the, the off-the-court headlines that you've been dealing with this year, but I do wonder, because you have such a joy for basketball, you probably know the famous song, Mo Money, Mo Problems, right? Yes, I do. I've heard that many times. In your world, like, how do you cling to the joy and the youthful exuberance even if some nut job is accusing you of this or that, or you get distracted from the joy of coaching young men, et cetera, because as I know your journey, it just seems to have been complicated lately, and I'm, I'm happy that you have not lost your joy. No, well, you know, look, um, um, uh, a few things. I, I, um, I've, uh, when, you're, when you're dealing in truth and, and you know the truth and you, and you try to um, – uh, understand big picture and 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 keeping a sense of faith. Um, you know, you uh, usually things work itself out and prevail. And um, look, life—I've always believed this. Everybody—I don't care if it's me, David, if it's you, um, if it's your producer, any of your listeners—at some point in your life, you're going to get punched in the gut. Yeah. And if you don't think you're ever going to get punched in the gut, you're 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 kidding yourself. Uh, and it could be whatever it may be. It could be something small. It could be something a health-related issue. It could be something with your children. It could be um, just it could be a, a wide variety of things. But that's part of life. And um, and and you look at it in a sense that uh, it is it is so much easier said than actually done. And it takes a lot of you know discipline to do it. And it's and it's it's hard. Uh, but to try to stay positive, to try to stay the course, to try to keep things of, of within um, uh, the right frame of mind that understanding that, hey, in the big picture of life, uh, you know, how great life is and how precious life is. And, um, and, and but life is not always fair and, and you are going to get punched. And uh, so I've I've I love my job. I love coaching. Um, I, I don't take it for granted and, um, and I don't want to ever take it for granted. And, uh, um, so, you know, I have, I understand and I've tried to have a good mindset about it. And, uh, but with that, that's just, you know, that's how I think I've done. And I, for the most part, we've, even with my own teams, we've been pretty good, uh, at bouncing back, even after a loss here and there, we've always been a we've done a nice job of bouncing back, and I think keeping things positive, keeping things upbeat, staying the course, and having good faith on stuff usually things work itself out. Josh Pastner is joining us. He's in year two at Georgia Tech. During his time at Memphis, he led the Tigers to four straight NCAA tournaments, and just this year with the Yellow Jackets, he beat NCAA teams including Miami, NC State, and Syracuse, the latter of which is still alive and kicking in the bracket right now. Coach, of the three, we'll call them the heavyweights that you had to deal with in the ACC this year, UVA a number one seed, Duke a number two, Carolina a number two. When it comes to the things that you look for, that you got to have to make a run to the Final Four or even longer than that, which of those three ACC heavyweights has the best shot at that in your eyes and why? Well, you know, I, I, well, let me just talk on each on each three. Uh, one on Virginia. Virginia, first of all, everyone was talking about their style of play. 
about, um, um, you know, can they win the tournament? Is it suited for going to the Final Four, et cetera, et cetera? Here's what I would tell you. They won 19 – or excuse me, uh, 20 games in the ACC, 17 in the regular season, three in the conference tournament. They were 20-1 and one against the ACC competition, the regular season conference tournament. I don't care what style of play. Uh-huh. I mean, you're not getting better teams than what's in the ACC, road and home. And so, yes, they are built for this year to win the national championship. I say all that to tell you they're also the only team in the ACC not to sustain an injury until DeAndre Hunter went down. Right. And and they were healthy and and that was one of the reasons they were they were able to be what they were. Now, I think losing Hunter is a big loss. He is really good. He I think he could be their best pro prospect yeah. on their team at Virginia. He is really good. So how they overcome that, they have a great starting five. It's now when he when Hunter would start or come in off the bench they don't have that same person coming off the bench like that. So that's going to you know, hurt them a little bit. Now, the timeouts are longer in the tournament. You have more timeouts, and they're longer. So you, you, you will be able to get more rest with the timeouts if you're not going to play as many guys. So, uh, you know, they're very good, but losing Hunter is a big loss. Do I think they win the national championship? I don't know if they will now. I actually think out of that South region, the favorite in that South region with Arizona going down last night, I do believe now Tennessee is is the is hmm. maybe the favorite to come out of that region. But Virginia is still very very good. Sure. Duke, the, probably the most talented team in the country. Four first round draft picks. They're very young. There's two things that why they're so good right now, and probably I would say the odds-on favorite to win the national championship. Marvin Bagley went down. Grayson Allen picked it up. His confidence got going, his rhythm and his flow. Marvin Bagley came back, and Grayson Allen continued his reign of, of how he was playing. They are a very dangerous team because of the way Grayson's playing now, which he got his confidence going when Marvin was out with his injury, Marvin Bagley. And then the second part, they don't play man anymore. They play zone. And they are yes, Carolina picked them apart in their in the ACC tournament. Other than that, they've been hard to score on in their zone. They're big, they're long. If you're not making threes against them, it makes it hard. They're a dangerous team, and I would say they're probably the favorite to win the whole title. And then Carolina, you know, the one thing about them is they're big besides Joel Berry. Uh, they're, they're a great offensive rebounding team. By the way, Duke, I think, is the best offensive rebounding team in the country. They're a great offensive rebounding team. But Carolina gets on the glass. They play fast. I don't think they're as talented as they were the year before when they won the national championship, uh, but they are big. I mean, you got guys like Theo Pinson, Luke May, you know, Cameron Johnson. I mean, they're just big. Besides Joel Berry, they are a big team, and it would not. I don't think they're going to win the national championship, but I don't. It wouldn't surprise me to see them back in in the final four. Josh Pastor is joining us on the David Glenn Show. You just announced some news. Your outstanding sophomore guard, Josh Okogi, is moving on to the next level. And, of course, we knew all along a guy whose journey was just mesmerizing to me, Ben Lammers. I know he, because of injuries he didn't have the exact senior season he wanted to have, but uh, both of those guys moving on to great opportunities. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm enough of a recruiting geek coach that I know some of the guys you have coming in at Georgia Tech. Even as you say goodbye to two outstanding players, 
paint the bigger picture for us about the future because, man, I loved Jose Alvarado as a point guard. I mean, I think Duke, if it was like the NBA, they would have traded you for him when they were having point guard problems earlier. Yeah, no, no, he's going to be really, really good. I mean, we got really hurt this year with the, with, with injuries, and Jose, you know, unfortunately had a season-ending injury, and playing in the ACC without a true point guard is a recipe for disaster. Right. Um, but let me just say this. Ben Lammers had an unbelievable two years for us. Uh, his first two years you know, before I got here, he didn't play a lot, but his last two years, he got hit with some injuries this year with his ankle, but, but really proud of him. He's a true mechanical engineer. And then Josh Okogi was an all-ACC selection. He's a sophomore. Now, he did enter the draft, but not signing with an agent. Okay. And so he will keep his eligibility intact. I believe if he's not a guaranteed first-round pick, he will end up coming back to school. Okay. I don't know if he's going to be a first-round pick this year. I mean, he just wants to get the information, yeah. get educated. And the NC2A and the NBA allow you to do that. So I think a lot of guys, like they did last year, and they'll be the same this year, where they'll try the draft, enter the draft, uh, not sign with an agent, and get the feedback and then make decisions from there. Uh, but this is still a major rebuild job, and and we are on the right track. Our vision on, on, on where I see us going, I fully believe in it. It's going to happen. We will get there. We've got to keep getting multiple recruiting classes in here uh, so we can get old and stay old, and we've got to increase our shooting. The game has changed so much, especially in the ACC, about guard play and three-point shooting, and that is something that we've got to get better at through recruiting. We've got to continue to get better players and increase our recruiting or increase our shooting through recruiting, and, and, and we're on the right track on that. And, um, and, and then we've got to get old and then staying old, and that's why, like, last year, we we lost three, even though they weren't pros, we lost three 23-year-old seniors mm. um, and, and the previous year. And then this year we played, you know, 70% of our production was from freshmen and sophomores. And, and, and you're young when you're doing that. And so, and you, and when you're, when you're, yes, Duke and Kentucky can, can do that, but they're also getting guys who are going to be a year later in the first round draft pick. <laughs> We're not doing that. We've got a lot of two and three star guys. Right. So you know, so you're, you're, it's going to be more about develop, you know, getting them better player development, and then and then getting him to be old and then staying old that way. His name is Josh Pastner. In 1997, he was part of a national championship team at Arizona as a player. And just last year, he was the ACC Coach of the Year. Keep that glass half full and overflowing, Coach. And thank you very much for the time on the David Glenn Show. Okay, David, appreciate you so much. Anytime. You got it. On Twitter, he's at GT, Josh Pastner, second-year head coach of the Yellow Jackets.